Hey kids, it's time for Surf Shorts! Welcome to the Surf Shorts Podcast, an innovator in modern storytelling, looking towards the future, using business terms like radical, off the lip, caught inside and totally tubular. Surf Shorts, the storytelling podcast, recorded on VHS then downloaded to cassette for maximum audio quality. It's totally radical. Hey everyone, as most of you know, this episode is brought to you by Outer Banks Hammocks, obxhammocks.com, handmade in the USA, two-year guarantee. They've been doing it since 1971. And when you think of OBX hammocks, don't just think of hammocks, think of swings and chairs, stands, accessories, and outdoor furniture. obxhammocks.com has Outer Banks aluminum and resin wicker furniture, three birds casual teak, Pauly's Island Durawood, and Summer Classic. You can click on obxhammocks.com to find out more about their high-quality hammocks and outdoor furniture. Outer Banks Hammocks, for the ultimate lay. Surf Shorts Podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Surf Shorts today. We've got a show today. I've got with me Josh. What's up, man? What's up, man? Hey, you know what? If you're in southeastern North Carolina, a lot of people know you. They don't know they know you because they know your brand. Tell us about yeah, your brand. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a brand. Yeah. It's also a nonprofit. Amazing. And so it's a really unique organization. Who would have thought of such a thing? Hey, let's make this killer surf brand, but let's not make any money off of it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't cross people's mind as often as you might think. Well, you know, it um, it was a unique opportunity where my oldest son wanted to start a t shirt company. Right. Just like all teenagers do. You know, I knew instantly that um, if if profit was the only desire in this thing, that it would never succeed. And, yeah. and so I wanted... Now, you have an MBA, right? I do. Okay. I just wonder, you, you weren't going to say that, but... No. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, you weren't... People don't brag about themselves. What I'm saying is, as soon as you started talking business, I remembered that because they did a little research on you. Okay. And so people at home, like when he says that's not going to succeed, he's got a better idea than, say, uh, someone that's doing a podcast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I could tell you the MBA I got is online, which is kind of accepted now. But back in the day, it was like that degree didn't count. I was online. Mm, yeah. But um, I, you know, I can tell you I've learned a thousand times more from failures than I have ever from a uh, formal education. I'm, of course I'm telling that to a teacher. And so that, this is probably going to be, edited. no, that's, that's no, no, no. <laughs> that is how it works. Like, yeah. We, you know, we do our best and you got to go out there and screw up. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I, you know, I've, I've had a lot of business ventures. My son, Jacob would call me the king of side hustle, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm always doing something. In fact, I, I came in here and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing surf photography now. I should, Hook you up some art? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So I'm always doing something. I've always been an entrepreneur, and so I've had failures, and I told my son, listen, I will teach you what I know, and I didn't want profit to be the center of it because I knew it would not come. It's a marathon. Anytime you start a business, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, for sure. And if you put profits as your kind of your key performance indicator, you're probably going to quit. And so, because it just takes so long. Yeah. And so I wanted to eliminate that distraction. And so I can teach my kids how to run a business. Ran kind of the idea by Jacob, my youngest son, and he was all about it. And so 
I said, okay, well, let's combine passion and purpose. And that to me is a good formula for success. We know what your passions are. The family is a water family. We, we live and breathe around the water. We love to do it. We always have. But what's the purpose? And so the boys were doing some research and come across an interesting statistic that 50% of Americans do not know how to swim. Which is crazy. Right? Yeah. You want to hear what's crazier? Yeah. So Pender County, New Hanover, and Onslow County are... The average income level is about 50 grand a year. Yeah, that sounds right. And so that's... For a family. Yeah. Yeah, for a family. And so if you make 50 grand or less, statistically, about 70 to 80% of those folks don't know how to swim. Yeah. And that, and for those of you listening to the show that don't know, he just named three counties that all touch the ocean. Right. Yeah. Three, three coastal counties. So you said 70 to 80%. Right. 50,000 or less total median household income. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, I taught downtown in downtown Wilmington at a school that was not near the ocean. And I had kids, I taught eighth grade, and I had kids that had never been to the beach. Wow. Yeah. And and they lived 15 minutes from the beach. They'd never been there, much less swim. So I, I, I completely... I feel you like uh, I, I don't have a hard time, especially based on income, because um, uh, swimming and water sports, they're all leisure and they're all things that you do with your extra money. Right. Uh, unless you're a lower income person that literally lives on the coast and you, you can shrimp or crab or fish and try to make a little extra income. Well, that or you have somebody in your family that can teach you. Yeah. And, and so it's kind of handed down by the trade, right? It's how we, it's how we live. For That's sure. how we sustain. Yeah. And so, you know, Hampstead is the seafood capital of uh, the East, right? And so, you know, it was just, I, I'll bring it back to the Waterman story. So the boys saw that there was the passion for water and the purpose was teaching children how to swim. Closing that gap. Yeah. So let's create a brand that we would dig, clothes that we would wear, yeah. things that we would be proud of, and sell it, and then take all of the money and start teaching kids how to swim. Yeah. We're going to do that until you feel comfortable running a, a clothing brand, and at any point you guys want to spin off and do your own thing, we'll dissolve Waterman's and you guys do your own thing. Yeah. Or, or maybe pass it on and let someone else run it. Right. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. And so it was really, for me as a father, a way of teaching my kids um, solid business principles and also to give back. Yeah. And so we did it. I mean, we, I had e-commerce background, so we started a Shopify account, had the boys involved with designing graphics, marketing, shipping, <laughs> yeah. Manufacturing. Yeah. yeah. So are, you, do you have a warehouse or are you doing it basically out of your home or garage? Yeah. So our warehouse is literally our, my wife's going to kill me, <laughs> but she don't tell him it's out of the house. It sounds so small. No, it doesn't. But no, it's, um, it's in our, essentially an office now. So it used yeah. to be like our third bedroom, but now it's the warehouse. Yeah. You know how I many t-shirts, I, I'll do some math here. You know how I many t-shirts could fit in a... In a regular size bedroom, 
Oh, a lot. <laughs> a lot. <Exactly laughs> I know. <laughs> they don't take up a lot of space. So you walk into my office at, at, at home and um, like anytime I'm on a Zoom call, like I have to block my my screen because yeah. people are going to be like, dude, why do you have racks in your office? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like, cause it yeah. literally is a warehouse. It's just like, you know, a 10 by 10 warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's how, that's how you do it. Yeah. So, you know, the first year, you know, we were just trying to, get things going. Um, we, we crowdfunded our first shirt just to see what the market would do. We didn't want to yeah. like order a bunch of shirts and then sit on them. So a great artist by the name of David Mercer on Topsail Island. If you see any logos on Topsail Islands, because he yeah. probably did them. He, he just did the mural. So we did our first graphic. We crowdfunded it and sold out pretty much in the first like three months and had a, at a kind of giveaway where we would distribute these shirts that we just sold at Shaka Taco and they were, they were stoked to have us and we were stoked to be there. And, um, so that was really the genesis of like the first design, the first shirt, how we sold it. We're asking the boys, like, what do we want to do with this money? Like, what is our goal this year? Like how many students do you think we can do? And, you know, we, we thought 50 was comfortable. Like, wow, that's a lot. That's a big number. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't feel good with it. Like, all three of us were like, ah, man, we need a stretch goal. We need something that's going to push us out of the comfort zone a little bit. And so, um, so we chose a hundred and wow. that first year we did just over a hundred students. How, how do you get, how do you get people into the pool? Well, that's where the marketing kind of came in. We did some guerrilla marketing. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the political yard signs, but I did them anyways mm-hmm. because I figured what the heck they do it. We can do it too. Yeah. So I literally ordered, I think, a hundred yard signs, uh-huh. and uh, we placed them all around town. I mean, they were on Highway 17. They were at like major corners yeah. where people would stop. We um we looked at all the preschools in the area on Google Maps, and yeah. then planted signs there. We hit up all the elementary schools all the local food banks where we knew low-income families would be hanging. Yeah. And we just did it that way. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And then we got in trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> for putting your signs out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the town of Surf City um, doesn't allow you to do that. Yeah, I believe that. But my, my <clears throat> argument was that every politician that has ever sat, yeah. you know, on council for Surf City's done it. And so there's, of course, a little exclusion for p- politicians. Yeah, I, I would say, look, rules rules is same for everybody. We're not making money. Yeah, right. right. So, you know, any, yeah, any politician's name that I can come up with from Surf City or the whole of Topsail Island, I've seen it on a sign. Yeah, right. But they were they were nice enough to not throw them away, so they picked them up and, cool. and collected them and said, hey, we believe in what you're doing, but you just can't do that. So... Then I give them credit. Yeah, no, they were, they were, they were cool and, and the former mayor, Doug Medlin, he was uh, nothing but a fan of Waterman's. Yeah, and, that's cool. Uh, can't thank him enough for the support he's shown us over, you know, the three years we've been doing what we're doing. So, yeah, good stuff there with Surf City. But so um, we we're going into our third year now and uh, we have given sponsorships to just about 400 people. Wow. And I, I want to say children. That's what rolls off the tongue, but it's not children. Most of them are, but we've had, we had folks in their uh, 60s, 70s, they retire, they move to Topsail, they don't know how to swim, but they want to enjoy the ocean. Yeah. 
Maybe, yeah, maybe even just enough confidence that if I wade out in the water and I fall over or to just enough to write, you know, a lot of people are just looking for something. They've got nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Or we'll have moms who want to be able to save their children if they yeah. get into trouble. Yeah. 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 It's it, the, But on the flip side, <clears throat> for the older people or whatever, yeah, it's dangerous because of the rip currents, you know, like just, just at the end of uh, last summer, I just pulled this girl out. She couldn't swim. I could tell, I could tell she thought she could swim until she had to swim, you know, and the rip was just right there on her and her friends. Yeah. And they were afraid to get her cause I could tell they couldn't swim, you know, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Yeah. And it was ripping so hard. It was like, I literally kind of stood and stomach high to chest high on me. I'm six feet tall and extended my surfboard out yep. to her and tried to get her to grab it. And then it was even hard for me to pull her. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's another danger, but if you can swim, you can at least go out there and tread water if you don't panic. Yeah. And that's a, you know, there's so much to <clears throat> ocean safety and just being able to swim. Most people, you know, it's, there's pamphlets on how to escape a rip current and they use words like swim parallel to shore. <laughs> You're, you're a school teacher. How many yeah. students do you know that understand the word parallel? Uh, much fewer than you would think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we have these pamphlets that have been out since the 80s, right? How yeah. to avoid a rip current. It's like yeah. swim parallel to the Apl- shore. Apply Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just been crazy what's been going on with Waterman's and yeah. the growth. Like, Never, I mean, we always had big visions. Like the the word wa- Waterman's obviously was a marketable name. It's, yeah. it's very trendy. I right? like having it on my shirt. We, right. we used to throw that word around all the time. My friends and I in the, you know, in the 90s, and we were just surfing, surfing, surfing. We wanted to surf. We wanted to sail. We wanted to scuba dive. We wanted to snorkel. We wanted to spearfish. So, yeah, we were all about that. I'm all about, I love having that. I love the shirt. Yeah. yeah. And so that that was the lifestyle that we wanted to have is something that revolves around water, like all those sports. But not only that, but like for the industry that is here, oyster farming, shrimping, yeah. fishing. Like, I, yeah, I left fishing out of my little diatribe. Right. Yeah. Fishing, and, duh. And so, so that's the waterman's side of it. The warehouse side of it was always about refurbishing an old warehouse. You know, we're losing manufacturing in this country to the point now where it's like we're not even losing it anymore. There is no manufacturing. Yeah. yeah. But there's shells of manufacturing. And those shells could be, I say, easily converted. I mean, there's a lot of work that would need to be take place. But ultimately... You just take an old warehouse and you gut it and you dig a big hole and you yep. you have a pool. Yeah. And that was our that was always our, our long term vision was we need public pools. Yeah, for sure. Like for sure. I, I can tell you on this side of the of the county, I mean obviously we're on the ocean, but the there may be some pools in some little neighborhoods or something, but if you can't live in that neighborhood, yeah, we we go to a pool, uh my wife has a membership to a pool and it's ridiculously overpriced. And on top of that, they don't supply a lifeguard. Yeah. If, if you don't mind, I'd love to unpack swimming pools on this yeah, podcast. It's, go for it. So the, the largest number of pools that were ever built in the U S 
mm. was during the Great Depression. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And it wasn't the FDR thing. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to build the interstate system yeah, and, and pools. public pools. That's no, a, it had nothing to do with that. It wasn't the Civilian Conservation Corps. Right. No. So the biggest swimming pool boom happened in the Great Depression. And so always have to keep that in mind because now politicians will say, well, we just don't have the budget for that. Yeah. And uh, no, it's, it's not about the finances. It's about the priorities. So we had this boom of swimming pools back in the day. And, and segregation has always had its place. Yeah. Initially, it wasn't about the skin color. It was about the sex. So right. back in the day, women couldn't swim with men. So. Sounds like a terrible time to go to the pool if it's all dudes there. Right. Yeah. So they in started to integrate the sexes. Well, then some of the white elitists didn't want to swim with Black guys. Of course they didn't. And they didn't want black guys swimming with their white girlfriends. Nope. So guess what? That's where the color thing happened. And primarily, this is all happening like in Chicago, in the New England states. Segregation of race has always been deep in the South, yeah. right? And it's always been there. So what I'm talking about is up North. Places where you wouldn't imagine it on the same scale. But I certainly, you know, being a student of history myself... I definitely understand that there was definitely elitism and racism in Chicago and New York and Boston and wherever else. Yep. I mean, like, so yeah, if you go back to New York, you can't ride out, you can't ride out to the Hamptons because the bridges are too low and this architect designed the bridges purposefully to be so low that public transportation couldn't get under them. So thus creating private beaches where poor city people who use public transportation couldn't even come to their beach. Yeah. So yeah, it's been going on forever. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, bring up some, some memories of me. That's, that's how I got to the beach was public transportation. We, we didn't grow up with any money. Yeah. 35 cents would get me to the beach every day. Wow. And where was this? I, I grew up in Long Beach. Yeah. Long Beach. Okay. Yeah, so cool. Seal Beach was like the closest bus route. And so that's, the beach was basically my babysitter. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So largest boom of swimming pools, Great Depression, segregated by sex, then by race, right? And now... So now we got four pools instead of one. And so now there's there's no segregation of race. What is it? Class. Right. Income. Income levels. And that is still to this day happening. So there is not a public pool in Pender County. Not a single one. It's all private pools. That's amazing. It's it's sad. It is. <laughs> there there are very few public schools and public pools in New Hanover. I'll tell you that. And, and I know where the most popular one is because I taught school right there. Yep. So, you know, Waterman's, we, we basically are that financial aid for families looking to get swim, swim lessons. They need yeah. help because there's not a public pool here. There's not a YMCA. Nope. And, and the YMCA is an amazing organization. I love them. Um, if it wasn't for the YMCA, there's some things in my childhood that I would have missed out on. Yeah. I went to the Y bunch as a kid. We really need a YMCA because we are essentially kind of the middleman between private pools and YMCA with Waterman's Warehouse because all right. of our money basically provides that financial assistance. So the dream is to get, get your own pool. Well, I will say this. I have learned that it takes a lot of people to run a brand. Yeah. 
And it takes a lot of people to run a nonprofit. <laughs> yes. Yes. The dream is to get a YMCA in Pender County. I like that. Yeah. I like that. It, we need a YMCA right on the 17 to support this community. Yeah. It, it's great. We've got the island. It's it's primarily for the tourists. Right. But those that support that island need something. We need something on the mainland. Yeah. And another thing, <clears throat> I know we were just talking about Surf City. An, another thing about the island of Topsail Island in its entirety, North Topsail, Surf City, and soon to be Topsail, is becoming less accessible through the paid parking programs. And it's, that's a, I have a real problem with that. Not just as a surfer, but as a, a public servant, you know, as a public school teacher, paying to park, especially some of the, the prices are outrageous. Right. So there are a lot of people that can't afford to go to the beach for the day. And they could have just a couple of years ago. I, I'll just leave it at that. I, I could go on a very, very, very long diatribe and my face could turn red and I could pound the desk. It, it would bore people eventually, but yeah. Yeah. The, the people are losing access to the beach. Right. That's a fact. You know, we, a long time ago, well, not a long time ago, 10 years ago, people are losing access to the water. People that have boats and all the boat ramps are going private, 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 private. And then finally they funded a public boat ramp at Sloop Point, which was amazing. Right. right. And it's well used. The thing is, it's turning, turning, turning people over all, all day. The next step is you know, where are people going to go to the beach? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. So I'll ask you one more thing about Waterman's Warehouse. You're at you're at Waterman's Warehouse on Instagram, yeah, Facebook. How can people get in touch with you? Otherwise, if they happen to hear this show and they say, "Hey, I'll, I know somebody that needs to learn how to swim or may be interested," yeah. So I mean, gosh, the socials are where it's at. Waterman's Warehouse on Instagram is good. We're watermanswarehouse.org. That will okay. take you to the website where you okay. can um, buy all our merch. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great website. I went to it today. Check yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you're doing the surf photography or some of it, right? Yeah. I would say 95%. Nice. Yeah. 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 It's, it, you know, it's always been a dream of mine to, yeah. to be a surf photographer. Yeah. And I'll say anybody, uh, I have people listen to this from other countries and other parts of the country. If you're interested in Waterman's Warehouse, you can certainly donate, donate right. through their website. Yeah. And just another thing I'll say to you, if you're a surfer from somewhere else and you decide, oh, I'm going to check this out, go check out their Instagram and they'll give you a really good, checking out their Instagram really shows you like the surf scene on Topsail Island. Like yeah. this is what it's like. If you think about moving here and surfing, look at that. That's what the waves are like. That's who the people are. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It, it looks like that, but it's always better. The, the surf seems to be better in Wrightsville. I'll tell you this. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 100% all of the time better in Reisel. No, yeah, I'll, in Carolina argue, Beach, it goes off there. Yeah, I can't can't argue that one bit. If you like shore break to get shacked, Carolina Beach is your spot. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I, everybody knows we're kind of half kidding, but I will tell you this. <laughs> Carolina Beach it does break harder. Yeah. It breaks harder. That's a fact. That's yeah. a fact. It's yeah. the shore break capital of North Carolina, maybe, except for the <laughs> <laughs> Except for Rodanthe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks, man. Thank of you course. for telling us. It, yeah, and like I said, really interesting thing. I love to support it, and thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Off the lip. Radical. Tom Curran. All 
right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Surf Shorts this week. What a great interview that was with Josh, and what a great nonprofit Waterman's Warehouse is. If you don't know about Waterman's Warehouse, get online, check them out on Instagram. Man, they've got killer shirts. They really do. My favorite one is the Lumberjack literally riding the nose on a literal log in the surf. Just a sick shirt, man. I've got that one. I've got three or four different Waterman's Warehouse shirts because I like them. They're actually great designs and a great company. Now, here's something from the show that was a surprise to me. Right after we recorded the show, Topsail Beach, the island town of Topsail Beach, that's on the south end of Topsail Island, they actually came out and decided they were not, I repeat, not going to charge people to park this year. So go patronize the town of Topsail Beach on the south end because they're not charging you to park. And I would really like to give a huge shout out to them and say, way to go, y'all. Way to not block access to a natural resource. And I really, really do applaud you. So if you're driving up to the island of Topsail Island, you got Surf City, they're charging you to park. You've got North Topsail, they're charging you to park. Point that car south, drive a couple miles. You can park for free. A lot of great business down there. There's a skating rink. So again, huge shout out to the island town of Topsail Beach on the south end of Topsail Island. Y'all, and again, a big shout out to Josh. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for doing Waterman's Warehouse and teaching people how to swim. Don't forget, y'all, we've got a surfboard giveaway coming up. I know I've been threatening that for about a month now, but it is going to happen. Keep your eyes peeled at Surf Shorts Podcast on Instagram.com. Everybody have a great day and see you next week. Right, y'all listen. I say surf, you say shorts. Surf, shorts, surf, shorts. I say, uh, wait, wait a minute. Uh, I think that pretty much covers it.